0: I want to recap some things because God has been so very good, so very, very good in the last year. And so I just I I got a few statistics that we're going to run through before we jump into the word, the message that I feel like God has for us as we uh, as we share some new vision today. Our average attendance in 2019 grew from 176 to 254 people. And our biggest service obviously was Easter but our back-to-school blessing was the second biggest service, so we thought. But back on January the 19th of this year, let me tell you what happened on that day. It was a rainy weekend, and people were off of school on Monday and off of work because it was a Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, and still, usually that's a low Sunday for us. We had 303 people on that Sunday, so that was just incredibly awesome. Our Emerge Kids attendance that Sunday was like 54 kids. I need you all to know that's a lot of kids. Like you freaking out over two, and then you send them back there. Uh, Anyway, 53 kids, they're averaging over 40 a week. We had 257 first-time guests uh, this past year. Our dream team, these are the numbers I love to see, our dream team grew to 117 people. That's a good number right there. That, mean, that means there's 117 people who are involved in serving to make church happen on a weekly basis. That is big time right there. Also, some of you, you like talking about money. Our tithes and offerings, the giving for 2019, was $285,600, but this number right here is the better one. We gave $34,225 to missions. We promised 10%. We gave 12 and that is because of you and your generosity. I'm, get, I'm telling you, I'm getting the chills just telling you that. It's because your generosity that we were able to give over and above what we already promised. And I just want to say how proud I am of our church that you believe in giving like that so that it gives us the opportunity to be able to give more. And so thank you. Massive thanks for all of your giving. This is really, really impressive stuff. Also this year, we took our first missions trip in October. We went to our DR, our Dominican Republic care point right there in the Santa Rosa village that was our first ever trip that we've taken I think it was 11 people that we brought on that trip with us also by the way we are planning another missions trip for this summer the last week of July and so if you are interested in that we have an interest meeting 6 30 p.m. on March the 25th at the annex and so this is coming really quickly and so if you're interested come on and join us the price for the trip is around thirteen dollars to $1,500, and so if you're interested in going on that trip, write it down in your calendar, Tuesday, March 25th, meet us at the NX, we're going to go back to the care point in Dominican, and we're going to go see what else we can do to help keep that thing going and growing, and this year, we're making it our goal, we're going to put a pastor in that village, and we're going to get a church going, so... I'm excited about the missions that God has us doing. Also, this year we have partnered with Griffin Middle School. In fact, we are nominated for an award, a community award, for all that we have done with Griffin Middle School. Leon County Schools wants to recognize our church for all of the support that we have given to Griffin Middle School. And so we've done everything from teachers' appreciation meals to end of 9 weeks celebration. We've worked together with Mama P to bring ice cream for all the kids that are knocking out the park, handling their grades, they're getting ice cream, and you are helping to make that happen. All the teacher supplies in August, over 67 teachers got all the teaching supplies that they needed because of you guys, because of this Church And yes, you should clap for that. that is awesome, awesome stuff. We helped them put on a teacher's appreciation party at hangar thirty eight and if you've ever been there, it's pretty incredible and see we we were able to help them do that we We've done some football pre-game meals. Pastor Jody Joey, I called you Jody, you're not Jody, you're Joey. Pastor Jody okay. I like it, but it ain't who you are, Pastor Joey. He even had the opportunity to speak to the team, and so they, they have just been such a great partner, and God has really, really opened the door there at Griffin Middle School, but again, I, I need you guys to see that because of giving, because of your hearts, because of your love for this community, we're able to do those things, and so we're not just a church that's meeting on Sunday, we're a church that's moving, amen? We're not just here, but even all over the world, and so that's pretty Awesome. Also, the beginning of school this year, we partnered with Mama P for our backpack drive. This was one of those things that God put on her heart. She came to us and we said, hey, let's do this together. We, we put together 56 backpacks. Now, when I say 56 backpacks, I'm not talking about eight colors, a little box, and a notebook. I'm talking about full school supply lists for that child in that backpack, 56 of them. We've already began talking this year. We're looking to double what we have done, amen, and so we, we can't wait for the beginning of school. I know you's like, hold on, passed away, we need some time, but we're already playing. We're going to double that. We're going to give even more because we want to touch a lot more kids, and you guys, listen, I'm telling you, you guys are making it happen, and we're just so, so proud of you. Also, we've been able to um, help 17 families this past Christmas, because of your generosity. Again, I'm just telling you what you guys have been able to do. I'm just doing it all in one service. We tell you through the year, we're doing it all in one service today to tell you what's been going on. 17 families we helped with Christmas this year on our serve day. Five different locations, over 60 volunteers. This year, I'm believing for 100 volunteers on serve day. (laughs) All right. I was expecting a little bit more than, yeah. Okay. Thank you for those two. So we've been monthly supporting Children's Cup. That's for our care point in the Dominican Republic. But also Luke Walters, he's a missionary to Asia and to India. And he is going to be here on March the 8th. And so he's going to come and share some things that's been happening around the world. And he's going to preach. So don't worry. It's not going to be one of those boring presentations. It's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. And so anyway, Luke will be here. Also, Kenny Carter is down in Mexico. We have been supporting him and his wife, Christina. Dear friends of ours, they are in the, listen, they are in the remote places of Mexico that most people will not go. And people are giving their life to Christ. They're baptizing people. They're starting new churches. And I mean, it is intense where they go, but they are making it happen. And so it's been awesome to be able to support them. And also locally with the Making Miracles group home. I met with the director this week, Ms. Deborah Harris, and we got some. Things Things that are rolling out, some things that are happening, exciting, exciting things that are happening there. And so, monthly, we've been able to support them as well. And then this year, we helped sponsor a church plant up in Salisbury, Maryland, Drew Fryder with Lyft Church. And their church has exploded in growth. Like, there are up to 500 people in their church already. It is amazing what is happening there, and so we've been a part of helping them to get that church off the ground. We also have supported ARC, the Association of Related Churches, who helped us plant Emerge Church. We are ARC Church plant number 243, and now they are up to 874, but monthly we have been supporting them, and they have planted 65 new churches in 2019, and 5 that's just in America, and five churches globally. Now it's expanded, and they're planting churches all over the world. And so you and I get to be a part of that through our giving, through our prayers. They've been so good to us, and so we return it, and we want to be good to them. It's awesome to see what's happening there. Already in 2020, by the way, they've already planted 25 new churches just this year. And so this is going to be an amazing year. And I need you to know, you're a part of this. So like every time these success stories happens, this isn't just their story. This is our story as well. Amen. And so I'm just so proud of you guys for your giving and all that we've done. First ever Sisterhood Conference this year, 59 ladies. Listen, we're already working on stuff for Sister Hero, Sisterhood Conference 2020. And so if you weren't able to go with us last year, this new year, it is going to be awesome. Amen. Come on, wouldn't it be cool to have a hundred ladies and stress Cynthia out? That's the goal. Don't tell her I said that. She's gonna be your next service. I gotta clean that up. We started a college e-group this year. Now it's a weekly meeting for college students on campus at FSU. We start a second service in October that has already grown our church dramatically. Come on, somebody. Two services is happening. Second service is growing, like just, just growing. And so it's pretty awesome to see what's happened. This year we hired a youth pastor, Pastor Joey, a.k.a. Jody. (laughs) I'm not going to let him live that one down. I have stories. Anyway, we also hired an administrative director, OJ Cherry, back there in the back. Come on, Jay, do a little dance. But I want to say this, because the the biggest shout-out that we've got to give obviously belongs to the Lord. But right after that, that goes directly to our dream team. Because all of these things that we want to do, that God's put on our heart to do, it doesn't happen without the incredible people that give their time, that give their energy, that give, I mean, just so much to make church happen on a weekly basis. And I'm not just talking about so that we can make it from 9.30 to 10.45-ish, but I'm talking about people that make this church go like rolling go and it's because of our dream team and i want all of our dream team to stand to their feet so that we can recognize you today because you guys are the rock stars you guys are the rock stars and we so appreciate you and all that you do and all that you serve we appreciate you Also, I want to recognize all of our lead team. These are all the guys that lead these teams. If you're on our lead team, why don't you stay standing so that we can recognize you. Some of these guys are serving in different places throughout the church. we got to give them some hands. And then, obviously, our staff. I know we recognize Joey and Jay already, but Ellen as our administrative assistant, our worship leader. Joey loves her. And then... (laughs) And then Jay back there, and then Cynthia, and then Eli- Elijah is now taking care of all of our graphics. <laughs> anyway, just a lot of people we have to thank. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this, so just feel so blessed. Cynthia and I were talking um, last night. This, this doesn't look like what we thought it would look like. But it's so much better. And when I say that, don't even think that it's a letdown. It's so amazing. It's so peaceful. It's so right. And that just makes me so proud to be the pastor here at this church. Seriously, every year when we get to this point, I I, I just recount through the years and knowing where it started and seeing where it's at now and knowing this is just the beginning. Like we haven't even stepped into all that God is going to do for us and with us and through us and so for everybody that's been a part of this journey I just want to say a big thank you because you you make our church great everybody who serves everyone who gives I mean seriously this is what makes our church great and I'm just so I'm just so proud of you guys and I'm thankful that God has brought you to this place to this church uh, and given me the opportunity and and really the incredible privilege to lead this church. And so I just want to say a big thank you. Amen. So I want to jump into the message today and share some vision that the Lord has given me. I want to go to Acts chapter 9 verse 22 through 25. And I'm going to do my best to unpack this for you today. Trust me there's so much burning inside of me. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it all out in one setting. Um, But today I want to share some things that I believe is some direction for us. And Acts chapter 9 verse 22 Let's read this and then we'll, we'll break it down. It says, Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. And the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus, indeed, Jesus was indeed the Messiah. And after a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. And they were watching for him day and night at the city gates so they can murder him. But Saul was told about their plot. So during the night, some of the other believers... I want you to remember that phrase right there. Some of the other believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. Let's go ahead and pray and then we'll jump in. Lord, thank you for this awesome time. Lord, we give you glory and praise for every one of those things that we just shared about our church. Because we know, Father, that you made it possible. Father, you, you aligned everything for us to be here, for every person to be here in this place to serve as, uh, as a part of our dream team. Father, you have been putting this all together. And Lord, we just want to be on track with what you have for us. And Lord, I just want to say how thankful we are for all that you have done for us. And Father, we know that you're not finished, Blessing Emerge Church. And so Lord, today, Father, I just pray that as we share vision, as we share where we're going, Father, Lord, that you will order our steps, Father, that you will empower us with your Holy Spirit. Father, you will help us to step into things we never even realized, Father, you would allow us to do. But Father, we'll believe in you for many, many people to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And Father, we're making ourselves available, God, to you, saying, God, use us, Father. We're here. For your glory, we're here for your purposes. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's jump into this. This guy, Saul, that's mentioned here, he's actually going to be called Paul the Apostle here shortly, but right now his name, his name is Saul. And I, I want to I kind of give you a little bit of a picture here using this scripture verse. Because Saul is this new apostle that has recently been converted, that God is now using to further the gospel beyond just. Jerusalem where the disciples are and so now Paul is commissioned and called by God to take the gospel into regions and take it into new cities and new places and it's a pretty incredible responsibility but understanding that even though Paul is called to take the gospel from Jerusalem to all the world you have to understand that the church had just been birthed This is a new thing. Jesus has died on the cross. He was raised from the dead. The day of Pentecost has happened. The disciples are commissioned. And now they're carrying out the ministry of Jesus to all the world. And so they're in the process of establishing the church and getting all the operations going within the church. And at the same time, God, he calls this man named Saul, who eventually becomes Paul. And he calls Paul because he wants the gospel to go forth. Now, you have to understand in order for the gospel to go forth, that it's not just we go talk to people, but the gospel is going to have some resistance. Can I tell you, anytime you try to share good news, there's always going to be somebody that's going to throw a yeah, but at you and bring some bad news. Do you know what I'm talking about? Try to tell them something good that's happened in your life, and they throw a yeah, but right at you. Just like today, we tell you all the great things that are going on in the church, and there are people that could sit here all day and say, yeah, but this is happening, and yeah, but that is happening. We can always find problems, but the problem with finding problems is we often find the problems, but we don't look for the solutions. We just like talking about the problems, but the gospel brings a solution. And the solution is Jesus, amen? And so Satan doesn't like it when the gospel goes forth, so he tries to stop it by terrorizing people's lives. And so the Lord told Saul that, hey, as you go forth to bring the gospel, you're going to face some persecution, and you may even suffer for my name's sake. So this guy Paul, he's a significant character in our New Testament. After all, he writes two-thirds of it, so he is a pretty important guy. And he begins to preach the gospel, and he represents what I would say is some fresh vision for the church, some fresh vision for the kingdom of God. And so he begins to share, he begins to speak, and it's contradictory because most people are fearful of Saul because Saul was the one who was consenting the killing of Christians. He was trying to stop what Jesus had started, but then Jesus decides to save the one who's trying to stop him to advance the, the, the very thing that he's trying to do. That sounds like Jesus to me. Like, that's powerful, man. That's very powerful. And so Saul, who's going to become Paul, he begins to preach the gospel. And some people aren't too sure about the murderer come and be the guest speaker at the church. Not too sure about that. Because the other day, I had friends over in Damascus. You know, like I had friends in Damascus. And now this guy who was going there to kill him is now here preaching at my church on Sunday morning. Don't know if I like that too much. And so the Lord puts him together with this man named Barnabas. Barnabas, he's an encourager. He's a good friend. He's bringing so much credibility because Barnabas is like, listen, guys, he is legit. He is the real deal. He represents what God is going to do. And people still had a problem with what God was going to do through a man that they didn't think should be the one. Be careful who you criticize. God might be using them to change your life. Hmm. So Saul, he begins to preach the gospel. Let me tell you a little bit about Saul so you understand. He was like a Pharisee. There are two people, that I mean, there are two groups that were big time in religious law. There were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That's some tough names. You don't want to be either one of those, I promise you. They were very, very skilled in religious law. And Saul studied under a man named Gamaliel. I'm just giving you information to impress your friends with this week. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> And so he, he studies under a man named Gamaliel. And so that's a pretty high honor to study under him. And so he is literally the person that is tabbed to be the man, like the top Pharisee. And then on his way to Damascus, where he's going to kill Christians, God saves him. Turns his life around, sends him into the city to meet a man named Ananias. Ananias has the audacity, like you talk about last week big prayers. God asks Ananias to, pay a, to pray a big prayer. I want you to go pray for the mercy murderer i want you to pray god gives him his sight back and fills him with the holy spirit i'm about to use him to do something great if i'm ananias i don't know about you but i'm bringing something with me just saying i trust god but i don't know i don't know about all the people and so he prays for this guy he receives his sight and he begins his ministry as he begins his ministry the opposition starts and as he begins preaching in these different churches to try to spread the gospel and even start new churches, people were trying to kill him. And so one night, he was escaping to try to get away. And there was a window. Listen, I want you to know, church, there is a window of opportunity that we have. And sometimes it can be opposition. Sometimes it could be an enemy that leads you to a window of opportunity. Opportunity. Come on, some of you, you don't like to hear that, but it's a window that God may open. It's a window of opportunity to what he has next in your life. In fact, if you study this out, the New Testament church, the reason the gospel spread was because of persecution. Yeah. They were so comfortable in Jerusalem, but the, per- the persecution is what drove them to bring the gospel all over the world. So before you're trying to get rid of all your problems, understand God can use it for his purpose. Yeah. Amen? On, Man. It was hype earlier, now it's quiet. It's like, ooh, it's heavy. And so Saul, he's trying to carry out this new vision, but yet he faced some resistance. And so they go through the window of this wall to get outside of the city. And the part that has always impressed me in this story is that there had to be someone who helped him get through that window. There were some people that helped this, this man that was carrying this vision. Get through this window of opportunity so that the vision that God had for the kingdom could advance. And it took some guys, some other believers is what it said. So it, it's it's kind of crazy because you and I would expect that it may be the disciples of Jesus. The ones that ran with him every day. But this time it's not the disciples, it's some other believers. And they are the ones who are lowering him out of the wall through that window. They're helping him to get this vision and help it take Take it to where God wants it to go. And so I want to talk for a minute about some other believers because it was some some new believers some other believers, some people that were looking to get involved in what God was doing that played a crucial part in the vision of moving this thing forward. They helped make a way for churches to be started in Corinth, for churches to be started in Ephesus and Thessalonica and Antioch and Philippi and all these other places it was some other believers that helped take this thing to the next level and I really began to look at this because Paul is going to get all the credit like Paul is the one that we're just gonna like all talk about like he's the trophy preacher you know what I'm saying yeah. but listen the trophy preacher can't be the trophy preacher unless somebody is setting him up Come on, bro. and I see these other believers it says some other believers they were setting him up They were helping him to advance with what God had for him. In other words, they had to put themselves in a place that was risky. It was risky to be in that place and lowering him through the wall. But yet they were willing to help the gospel, to help the church advance. And it made me think of how people get involved in church. Because it says some other believers, when you studied it out, it's some new believers. And I started thinking about the church. Now let's break this down for a second because the church, you have the crowd. There's a lot of people here today. This is a great crowd of people. And I think that's the starting point where you come and you come and kick the tires, check it out, taste the coffee, see if it's good, bring the kids, see if they don't, if they like it or not, see how all that stuff works. That's like the crowd. And you might meet a few people, but you're not really connected yet. You're just part of the crowd. But then you decide to go to next steps. Because you want to make it official, you want to make this your church. And so you go to next steps, and now you went from just being a part of the crowd that now you're a member of the congregation. Am I right? It's like big words now, congregation. I'm a member of the Congregational Assembly of Emerged Church. So then as you become a part of the congregation, you can can sense that it's time to get more involved. And so we we share about our e-groups and we say, hey, we would like for you to be a part of our e-groups. We tell you about our dream team. We would love for you to be a part of our dream team. And so the husband looks at the wife and says, what do you think? And she looks at the husband and says, what do you think? I don't know. So they go about two or three weeks and they do nothing. But they still, they come to church and they drive off and they say, what do you think? And he's like, I don't know. What do you think? And then somebody from the church reaches out to them and invites them. And then they go to the e-group. And next thing you know, they're getting water baptized. Next thing you know, they want to shadow and find out what it's like to be on one of the teams. And now they went from just being a part of the congregation. Now they're becoming a part of the community community. Of the church, they're beginning to get involved now in the life of the church. In fact, they decide, hey, maybe we should give and help the Dominican Republic care point. Maybe we should give and get in on what's happening at the the Griffin Middle School. Maybe we should give and help making Miracles Group Home advance. Maybe we should give and help the church support it so they can grow and be all that God wants. Maybe we should do that. And so we went from just being a part of the crowd to being in the congregation. But now we're in the community of the church, and I really begin to think, man. These guys, if their starting point was helping to hold a rope to get Paul out of a window, like where do you go from there? Like, I mean, you got to go on tour after that, you know? And like tell people it was dark one night and they were coming after him with knives (laughs) and guns and they don't even have guns yet, but one day they will and that's what it felt like. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and so, but you can see that they were not just standing by, they were jumping in. They had their hands on something now. And so you see this with the community that's in the church, and that's really where the relationships begin to grow. It's when you become a part of the community in the church. But the next group I want to talk about, these are the ones that really help move the vision forward because it's one thing to hold a rope to help somebody get out the window. It's another one when you're the one who's going through the window. Now, some of you in your bad days, you went through a few windows. Come on, raise your hand if you ever snuck out at night let your kids see who you are some of y'all are still going through windows it's terrible and this group is what i would call the core because they started out as the crowd checking it out then they became part of the congregation they went through next steps then they became part of the community by getting involved but the core, these are the ones that realize not only do we help, but we should also lead. It's not just what this can do for me, but it's what I can do for it. It's not just, I'm not just one of the people they are trying to help. I realize now I could be one of the people that helps the people who need help. And I really, it's amazing, you read verses like this and it just makes this stuff come alive. And I think this is an important illustration because it gives you a standard to measure kind of where you are. Perhaps today, as I was sharing this, you were evaluating a little bit where you're at. And considering where you're at, maybe you're a part of the crowd and you're checking it out. But after hearing this today, you're like, I'm not going to be part of the crowd. I've got to get in this thing. They're going to think something's wrong with me. Or maybe you're a part of that congregation. Maybe you're part of the community and you realize, I've got to step. To take, I think it's important to talk about that because it should be a progression in our walk with God. Amen. It should be a progression. That means we should continue our walk with God and leading us from just being a face in a crowd to a key player in advancing God's plans for his kingdom. Amen. And so really, I want to share this first and foremost. Our vision for you is that you will go all in. All in. And here's why. Because sometimes when you hear that, you just think, well, that's just going to benefit you if we go all in. I want you to know there are countless people in this room that will tell you because their involvement in what God was doing, it changed things in their life. Planted in the house of God, we flourish. Your life flourishes when you're planted in God's house. When you begin to serve, you're like, Pastor Wade, I have enough headache at work. I have enough headache at home, these crazy kids. And that person that I'm married to, we're not going to mention any names. Just drive me. I need to go to church to find some peace. (laughs) Stretch your hand towards her. starts out peaceful but after a while it's no longer peaceful and it's not because of the people around you it's because you know there's something that you should be doing that we're not doing listen i i it's hard to stand up here as a pastor and talk about this because everyone assumes that you have an agenda And I do have an agenda. My agenda is for you to become everything that God wants you to be. And all of these steps that we're talking about is part of a track, I believe, called discipleship that helps you to become God's very best version of you. And there is nothing else that you can be a part of that's going to bring out the best in you like your involvement in the local church. I promise you, there is nothing like it. And can I say this? One day, Jesus is going to return. And when he returns, he's coming back for his church. He's coming back for his church, and you and I, we are the church, and that's why I say I think it's so important that we go all in and be a part, and not just be a part of the crowd, but get to the core of what the church is really all about. So what does it mean to go all in? And y'all be patient. I'm going to share some stuff, but I got to get this out first, okay? What does it mean to go all in? I think it means I will be an initiator. I will be an initiator. That's what that means. That means I'm going to take the initiative to advance from crowd to congregation to community to core. I'm deciding that I am not going to stand still. I'm going to move forward into what God has for me. Like that's a decision that we've got to make. I cannot stand. I must step. Amen. We aren't spectators. We are participators. We're getting in on what God is doing. That's where the blessing is. It's in what God is doing. Here's the second thing. I will be an investor. I'm going to initiate, but I'm going to be an investor. I'm going to give my life to the one who gave his life for me. And not just I give my heart, Jesus forgive me, I walked the out when I was eight. I went to the aisle, I went down there and the preacher prayed for I'm talking about every single part of our lives. God, it belongs to you. I surrender my life to you. I'm giving my time, I'm giving my gifts, I'm giving my finances, I'm giving my family. We're getting it all into what you're doing because we want all that you have for us. Your plans are better than anything else we've ever come up with. I promise you. And so to be all in, I got to be an initiator, I got to be an investor. And that means this, we aren't consumers we're contributors we aren't consumers we are contributors and you want me to tell you the big difference between a consumer and contributor one complains and one handles it let's move on number 3 i will be an influencer i will be an influencer And listen, you have a sphere of influence. You have people that are in your life that you have influence of. And we must take advantage of it for the sake of the gospel. People need to know about Jesus. And we're using our spheres for all other things except for Jesus. Because we don't want to offend anybody. we don't make. Listen, I can tell you this. You are offending people with a lot of the things that you're doing. And we're holding back on stuff they need. We have to influence them for Jesus. Amen. How do I do that? How do I do it? I take a faith step. That's how. Listen, you want to get anybody's attention? Take a faith step. They want to know what you're doing. And why are you doing it? It's an open door for you to tell them why you're doing it. And here's the better part. Chances are that faith step that you have to take is going to help you help them take a faith step in their life. I'm telling you, every single time I take a faith step in my life, it winds up benefiting other people and helping them take a faith step in theirs. So we can be influencers simply by taking the steps that we know that we need to take. And so most of those faith steps that you take, understand, are going to involve helping other people. And so if you just see yourself as a part of the crowd, you're not thinking of helping other people. You want everybody to help you. But when you become a part of the community and get a part of the group that's helping others, and you continue to see new people walk through the doors, 257 first-time guests, you see 257 opportunities for God to do something in somebody's life. And now you're just thinking, we can do this. We can change their life. We can help them change their marriage. We can help them raise their kids. We can help them get on the right track. We can help them do it. What do I have to do? Well, it usually involves you taking a faith step because God may ask you to lead a small group. God may ask you to be a part of one of the teams or better yet, let me step up on the team, and begin to lead some things because I understand I must progress and my progression is going to have a direct effect on their lives. This is healthy growth in the church. This isn't just attracting a crowd, but what is this doing? This is building people. And that's what Jesus said that he will do. I will build my church. And that's what we want to be a part of. Jesus building his church by building us. And we understand if he's going to build us, we've got to take some steps. So let me share some goals with you for this year. Are y'all ready? Because I know this is the stuff that you really, really want to hear. Okay? This year, we've got to have an audacious goal coming up on Easter Sunday. Y'all ready? Audacious goal. We have a goal to hit an attendance of 500 people on Easter Sunday. Half is like, yeah, half is like, whoa, y'all better get to work. <laughs> we got work to do. But I really believe it's the next step for us. I think we can hit 500 in attendance on Easter Sunday. That would be significant. And in that 500, this is who I want you to think of. Your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, your family members. Because whenever you think of it like that, it's a game changer. Because now you want to do whatever it takes to get them there. And so that number 500, it it just means a whole lot more to you. And I think as a church, it always has to mean that much more to us. Because when we say that, we're not just talking about a crowd. We're talking about our people. We're talking about people that are close to us that we want to know Jesus. And so 500 is what we're going for. 200 people on our dream team. Two hundred. You said that's a lot of people. Two hundred on our dream. If I mean I'm telling you, if this thing keeps growing, you gotta grow the dream team. So two hundred on the dream team. Do y'all believe it's possible? Okay. Hire new staff position. This year we are making it our priority. We are gonna hire an Emerge Kids Director this year. We're taking the step of faith. Cynthia has been leading it for a long time, but we are taking the step, and we are going to hire somebody to lead our Emerge Kids ministry this year, and we're going to take that thing to the next level. Amen? Excited about that. That's going to be awesome. This year, I told you earlier, we gave $34,000 to mission. This year, I want to get close to $50,000 that we give to missions. Three people liked it. Okay. 50,000. I think we can do it. And listen, part of this vision also is to get a pastor at our care point so that we can grow this thing from just being a a feeding center and education center for kids to becoming a church in that community. And part of that's going to include a salary. And so, guys, this is where we got to kick it in gear because we want to see God do something there. That's not just our project. That's our people. Amen. That's our church over there that we want to build. And we're going to continue taking trips there. And I hope that you get to go. You can meet your sponsor child. That's going to be awesome. Serve Day 2020, 100 volunteers. We're going for it. That's going to be the goal. Amen. Something new that we're starting up. Cynthia and I are doing an e-group this semester. It's already full, so you can't get in it. It's called Freedom. And, and, and this is going to be a game changer for our church. This is the first of many of these groups that we're going to do. And it's going to have, this is what's going to be so incredible about it. A lot of the things that people are struggling with, they're talking about. And they're talking around. And they're circling it. What we want to do is all the lies that the enemy has told people in those situations, we want to bring the truth of God's word because the truth is what sets people free. Amen. And so this is a small group that it, and it has a curriculum that we're going to follow that's going to bring the truth of God's word to every live enemy and every one of these struggles and help people overcome these things and ultimately find freedom. This is going to be huge. At the end of it, there will be a conference where we come together and do some ministry with them. It's going to be huge. It's going to be awesome. Also, this year, one of the things we want to do is a leadership track to help raise up new leaders because we need more leaders to keep growing our church. Because, listen, you've got to have people that lead. You can't just have a bunch of people that want to help. You've got to have people that lead the help that God is bringing to us. And so I'm praying that God will personally speak to you. Amen? Personally speak to you. Miss Tony, can you come up on the keys as we wrap up this morning? Because I want to finish this last part up. And I want to ask you to close your eyes as I say this over you today. Because the vision that God has for this church isn't just an organizational vision. This is a personal vision. I literally believe that this is God's vision, not just for a church, but I believe this is God's vision for you and this week as I was praying I was like Lord I want to share something that not just impresses people but impacts people and I felt like he said just tell them, the, tell them what you see tell them what I'm showing you for this church is it okay I see leaders in this room, I see church leaders, but also see community leaders. I see business leaders in this room, not just great employees, but great leaders, great business owners that have influence in our community. I see teachers, not just in a school system, But people who have the ability to teach God's word. People who have the heart of God and aren't defined by platforms. It's not defined by classrooms. But people that have been so impressed by the power of God that they must share what God has given them. I see business owners that use their sphere not only to build a network, but to build God's kingdom. I see worshipers who are unashamed to pour out their hearts. I see young people who are bold and have passion for God. They have compassion for people, they're influencers. I see women who are confident and strong. Their identity is in Christ, and their strength comes from the Lord. They are secure in who God made them to be. They speak with hope. They serve with love. They lead with grace. When I look at our church, this is what I see. I see women who influence the culture of their home and community with their passion for God and their heart for people. I see women who rise in leadership because they bow down in worship. I see men who have a solid, convincing faith in God they walk in God's power and authority and they're full of wisdom I want you to take this personally today they're relentlessly pursuing God's plans they represent his ways with character and integrity this is the men that I see in our church they lead their families in reverence of God They love their wives fiercely, and they raise sons and daughters who will take faith steps that previous generations were fearful of. They break barriers. They clear paths. They build God's kingdom, and they destroy Satan's plans. I see men who pray for miracles, men who lead people to Jesus, men who stand with their hands raised in worship to an almighty God. I see a church that is bold, I see a church that is strong, but I also see a church that is loving and caring. I see a church that reaches, but I also see a church that holds on. I see a church that prays fiercely, believing God can do it. I see a church that brings hope to people that are searching and striving. I see a church that has found peace instead of striving. see a church that moves forward. I see a church that advances, not just numerically, but grows in the power of God and becomes an influence in a community. I see this for our church. I see a move of God that is welling up inside of people. And all those who are around us who are hungry and thirsty are asking for a drink. I see a church that serves I see a church that gives our church will be known not just for what we bring in but our church will be known for what we give out I prophesy today the day will come where this church will write a check for a million dollars You think I'm crazy right now but the day will come where we write a check for a million dollars for the sake of God's kingdom see the day where there are people in this room, people in this church that will one day go out and plant a church, go out and become missionaries. I see it in this room. I see Bible teachers in this room. When I look at Tallahassee, I don't see one church. I see churches I don't just see Emerge Church in one location, but I see locations. That means there are leaders that will rise up and be able to lead those different locations. Come on, I see it for this church. That means worship leaders. That means children's workers. That means ushers and greeters. That's why all of this stuff, this is what God has. This is what we must do. So I ask you this morning, will you stand? Will you stand with me as we finish up today? Because the vision is for us to go all in. All in, initiate, invest, influence. Father, I thank you for every person that's in this house, calls this church home. I pray that as we've heard this message today, Father, it doesn't just speak to our ears, but Lord, it speaks to our heart. And I pray, God, it will stir something in us, not for a week, but for all of eternity. And I pray, God, that it awakens our heart to the possibility of how you can use us. And I pray, God, that you will lead us forward. I pray, God, this year we will step into new territory. We will step into new ground, Father, that we will advance not just forward, but we will advance upward. Our heart for you will grow more than ever. I thank you, God, these are the people that you're choosing to do that. Father, we're excited, but we're challenged. Father, we need you to move us forward. We need your help for this. So my prayer is this. Come on, every hand raised. Holy Spirit, will you empower us? Would you fill us? Will you enable us to fulfill all the plans that you have for us? I pray against every ounce of fear. I pray against competition. I pray against comparison. I pray against jealousy. I pray for unity today, unity of heart, unity of mind, that we will all unite together, God, for your purposes. Lord, let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. Let your will be done in Tallahassee as in heaven. We pray this right now in the name of Jesus.